from Atlanta, Georgia, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. This is the Real World Business Analysis Podcast. And now your host, Kara Lease. Hello, 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 everybody. It's your girl, Carolise. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Well, I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. You can hear it in my voice, right? I'm doing a little better. I am doing a little better. I'm feeling a little bit more energetic. I am moving a little bit better. Before I was so slow, I was slugging around the place. I could hardly put one foot in front of the next. I was so sluggish. I've never been that sluggish in, in a long time. And, you know, like I said, I don't really get sick. So I'm not used to being out. <laughs> right? Just being taken out. <laughs> I had to sit my butt down <laughs> and rest. There's no running around doing nothing. Just You just have to just pause. I'm not used to that. So it was it was very weird. But now I'm getting back into feeling like I can move around. Um, I'm not rolling out of bed as slowly as before. I feel more vibrant. Um, Not back yet, not fully back. I still have to take it easy, but I feel better than I was a couple days ago. I think what I've been doing that may have helped me feel this way is I've been eating a lot of vitamin C rich fruits, right? So we went to the farmer's market and we got a lot of oranges. And y'all, I don't know, these oranges were really, really sweet. Really sweet. And they're organic. And they were beautiful. I mean, I was impressed with um, the variety of oranges, navel and this and that, all kinds of different options. <laughs> right? And the ones we got, when you opened them, they were like this really deep color. It was so rich. It was beautiful. And then I also got a fruit. I don't know if you guys know it. It's called June Plum. It's something I used to eat a lot when I was growing up in Jamaica. We had a tree in my yard. We used to eat it a lot. And I found out it's very high in vitamin C. So I got a lot of that at the farmer's market. Of course, the ones here are smaller than what I'm used to back home. But it's okay. I take what I can get. And then we also got some sugar cane. So sugar cane is also high in vitamin C. So I've been chowing down on these things. Also got some raw honey and ginger and garlic and made my little concoction (laughs) that's what we do in jamaica right we do these natural medicines and i'm using them right now i feel like those are helping me now this is not medical advice so y'all don't come at me okay people listening this is not i'm not giving up medical advice i'm just saying what i do i am using the raw honey and the ginger and the garlic and sometimes i put some onion in there And that's what I've been doing. So I have been feeling better with doing that. And, you know, I'm just I'm just happy that God is always here with me, helping me in everything that I go through. I've had some good messages. Thank you guys for the messages that you've sent me. I received them. Thank you. all. Thank you. And I have great friends. You know, yesterday I got so many messages. Hey, Carlis, I'm so sorry to hear that you're sick. You know, we're in the neighborhood. If you need me to run any errands for you, that's okay. Let me know what I can do. So many people send me those messages 
to give support. And I'm just so blessed, y'all. I feel so good. Thank you all. Shout out to all my friends. Y'all are awesome. Priscilla and Catherine and Dina and all these people. Thank you so much. Y'all are great. Um, and they live in my neighborhood. We're like a family of moms uh, who kind of, you know, watch each other's back and our kids do play dates and, you know, we just try to <laughs> try to help each other out with stuff. That was really cool. And some of you guys send me, hey, Carolis, I wish I had your address so I could send you some raw honey. Somebody wanted to send me raw honey. I'm going to put my address in the details of this podcast and I'll also update my contact information on my website. So if y'all want to send me stuff, that's fine. Send it to that address and I'll definitely get it and I'll give you all a shout out. Thank you. I appreciate that. So anybody want to send me anything that you think would be helpful, I am willing and ready for it. <laughs> okay. So if you want to send me those raw honey, raw honey, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. And also you can support the podcast. There's a link in the details of this podcast. You can support it because even though I'm sick, I'm out here doing it, right? Because I want to give you the information. I want to help you get started in your career and to grow as a professional. And I want to impart my knowledge, whatever I know, I want to share it with the world. So I keep doing this regardless of how I feel. So if you want to support the podcast, feel free to do that with the link that will be in the details of this episode. All right. All right. So let's talk about the topic of this podcast. And today we're talking about MVP. Minimum viable product. Y'all know what minimum viable product is. I don't have to explain that to you. It is the least that you need to get to market, right? The least things that you need, the minimum that you need to get to market, to get your customers trying it, to get it in the hands of your users, right? And then you can improve it as you go along. So you're not doing everything you're not trying to, you know, put all the bells and whistles in there, make it perfect. You're just trying to get something out so that you can test the market, right? So that's what MVP is. And I love MVP. I use MVP a lot in everything I do in my own life, in my personal life. You guys know I'm very entrepreneurial. I have all the businesses that I do. And I always think to myself, what's the minimum I can do to get started in this? And that's what I do, Right. I have one business I just started this year, this January, and I put the minimum in there and it's already starting to, to, to turn around, so I'm feeling pretty good. As time goes by, I'd add more and I'd improve and other things, but what's the least I needed? I got that and I'm out there. It's already out and available to the public. So I'm very, very happy about MVP and I'm glad that I learned about it and I apply it in my daily life as well. But there's another topic or another term that is being used as well in place of MVP. That's a MMP. You'll hear about this a lot too. MMP. What does that mean? Minimum marketable product. Minimum marketable product. And the idea behind the MMP is that it's a little bit more fleshed out. You're built more on the MVP to make it more marketable and more ready for customers to use, right? So sometimes you'll find like, for example, in some industries, they want to do a MMP, not an MVP, right? Because they want to make sure it's at least marketable. So think about your MVP, think about building a car, right? 
maybe you don't want to build the car right away. You don't need to build um, a Bugatti. <laughs> you know who, when you think about Bugatti now, you know who to think about, right? <laughs> There's this particular guy who is unfortunately in jail right now, maybe fortunately, who knows, that like to say, what color is your Bugatti? <laughs> All right, so you don't have to start building a car and build a Bugatti Chiron, right? You can start by just building a skateboard. Build a skateboard. And then you might put you know, a handle on there. Then you might put some better, bigger wheels. Then you might put a shell. You know, maybe you put a seat. Uh, eventually you'll put doors and headlights and other things. And eventually you'll have a car. And then you keep improving, improving until you get to your Bugatti Chiron. So you definitely want to start MVP. MVP is all the small steps that it takes to get there. If your only aim is to verify or validate that this thing actually moves, then the skateboard is fine. If the minimum is that you want to make sure someone can sit comfortably in it, then you need to clearly put a seat and maybe some shell around the body of it, you know. So it depends on what you consider to be your MVP. But you definitely don't want to do all the bells and whistles and all the expensive stuff before you put it on the market because you might put it on the market and then the market doesn't want it. The market will tell you what you need to do. And so if you listen to your users, then you'll be able to put something out there and the users help you refine it and get it to where it needs to be. So that's what it is for MVP. Now, there are some cases where MVP does not make any sense. And I learned this kind of the hard way when I was working with banks. So as I'm working with banks, I'm realizing, gosh, we come up with this list of MVP stuff and it's like, it doesn't work. All of it has to be done. Because for example, if you're doing an ACA transaction, you can't do half of it. You got to do the whole thing. And if the ACH fails, you have to alert and notify the bank customer. So you can't just say, well, we'll do the ACH, but we'll do notification another time. Well, they have to be notified that their ACH failed. They can come and make adjustments. They can make adjustments, right? So some things you just can't do as a minimum. <laughs> the whole thing has to be done. And that's where the MVP breaks down. I also think about, for example, healthcare. I can't imagine having MVP in healthcare because when it comes to someone's health, you can't have, for example, half the data. <laughs> imagine you're pulling the data from the database. And you're like, well, we only pull this and this and this. We don't need the rest. But you do because you need the entire picture to get a good assessment of this patient, right? You need to be able to look at all of what they did, to look at all of their prescriptions, all of the history, for example, right? I've not worked in healthcare, but I can imagine that's probably what it is because people's health and people's wealth, you can't make mistakes with that. So you can have pieces of it working. The whole thing has to work together. So it's very difficult to really determine what is an MVP in a banking or a healthcare scenario. And so they want everything. But you also have to be careful, especially when you deal with external clients where they, let's say they hire your company as a consultant and you, you provide recommendations to them. 
even though you can't really have MVP at the same time, you can't give them everything, right? So they believe because, oh, we're a bank and we have to make sure that we everything is above board and we got to meet our compliance regulations and all these different things. I get that, but it doesn't mean that everything you want has to be there either. So it's a narrow line to straddle. And if you're working in any of these two industries, you clearly know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's This is where you have the term difficult stakeholder. <laughs> this is where they are made in industries like banking and healthcare. But one of the other things about MVP, even if you're not in those two industries, you can become so minimum that there's almost no value. So you could end up with an MVP and it's neither minimal, it's not viable, and it's not even a product. (laughs) So you just have to be very, very careful what you determine to be MVP, right? You can be so lean that what you put out there is, is garbage. And the market looks at you as a joke. And they say, this is what you're trying to sell us? And your first impression, you can't get it back. So you put something out there that's so crappy because you're trying to be MVP. And then you just ruin your reputation with your customers, right? So it's always, always a very narrow line to straddle. And startups are notorious for this. Putting something out there that's like really buggy. <laughs> and you're like, how did they even think this was a product? You know? But the idea of MVP is so lucrative that people latch onto it. But you have to be very careful that you don't end up watering down um, the vision, watering down the goals that you're trying to accomplish, leaving a bad impression with your users. And just having something that's a nothing burger. It's nothing. You spend all this time and effort and you're not seeing what you've produced. You're not seeing the product. It looks like mishmash. <laughs> just everything is broken everywhere. There's a ton of bugs every time you try to do something or it's slow or it's performance issues. You know, you have to have standards and having an MVP doesn't mean that you shouldn't have standards. So that's my little chat today on MVP. It can be pretty tricky. Uh, you could either, if you get it right, then you have the, just the, the right amount of features that will hook your users and they'll be forgiving if they don't have all the different bells and whistles and they'll appreciate them as you build them going forward. If you get it right, if you get it wrong, you ruin your reputation and people just don't trust you and your product is garbage and you can cause lots of harm. So don't be too quick to say, yeah, this is MVP. Let's just take this out and take that out and take that out and shave it all the way down. Be careful of that because you still have to have a product. It still has to be viable and it needs to be something that people can actually find utility in. People don't buy things because they want to buy things. They buy things that solve a problem. So if your minimum isn't solving the main problem, then you're you're not going to get them to stick. All right? So that's what we have today, guys. That's what our little chat's about. Hope you found it useful. 
and be very happy that I was able to cut out all the hacking <laughs> and the coughing. You know, you should be very happy that I saved your ears from all of that as I'm still working through this sickness. Um, hopefully, it'll be done with soon. But yeah, that's what we're talking about with Minimum Viable Product. So I hope you enjoy this little chat on Minimum Viable Product and when not to use it. And we will talk again in the next podcast on Friday. See you then. Take care. Bye-bye. for listening to the real world business analysis podcast with Kara Lee. remember to check out our latest books courses templates and other resources at caralise.com that's k-a-r-a-l-e-i-s-e.com take the fit test on our website to find out if you're a fit for business analysis and get the results right away check out our facebook page at facebook.com slash Join our Facebook group called Real World Business Analysis and IT. We're also on Instagram and LinkedIn at Caralise. Goodbye for now. And remember, you are a business analyst rock star. So keep it real. Peace.